Welcome to another episode of the Bigger Pal Collective with Caveman and Seppo. Today we'll be previewing the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We're here to show you all the best bets to make and the stats and numbers to back these up. As always, we're sponsored by Black Swan Bets. Get on to BlackSwanBets.com for all your tipping needs across a variety of sports. Black Swan Bets Smart Stack takes all the hassle out of betting giving an algorithmic approach for you to expand your wallet. So our first game this week, we have the Rams at the Packers. We've got freezing temperatures, 10 mile per hour winds. The Packers are six and a half point favorites, and the total has been bet down to 45 and a half. I think this is going to be a very physical matchup. It's going to be based more on whether the Rams players right now can recover from their injuries to be able to be ready to go for this game. But whichever way it goes, I have a feeling we're going to see that medical tents go up a few times in this game. Definitely, it's going to be a fun one. It's a great way to open up the playoffs this week. I wish it was a little bit colder and snowing. Everyone loves Green Bay in the snow. I think the Packers would play even better in the snow. It's interesting that L.A., even being a California team, isn't thought of a team that you have to watch out for on the road in terrible conditions like you would, say, Tampa Bay back in the day, Miami back in the day, et cetera. So that might be a point to look at as well. I think Green Bay is about five or six points better as a team. I wouldn't bet on it. In this game, I love the Packers to win as part of many, many, many multis. I liked the Rams last week, but that doesn't mean I like them going away against Aaron Rodgers. So there's a time-proven adage of always taking the better defense getting points in the playoffs. I just don't think I can do that this week. I think the weather is going to be too much of a factor. Obviously, we've seen John Walford is now out. So Jared Goff and his broken thumb will be playing. A broken thumb on your throwing hand, it's not nice to be throwing a ball with that. You add the weather onto that, and there could be some very errant throws coming from Jared Goff. So Goff has played two games in his career that have been below freezing temperatures. He's gone 0-2, zero touchdowns, five interceptions in those two games. Now, if we compare that to Aaron Rodgers' numbers when playing in freezing temperatures, Aaron Rodgers, when it's been below freezing, has a record of 28-6, and with 76 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. In those 28 wins, the Packers outscored their opponents by an average of 15.5 points per game and averaged over 29 points per game. 29 points per game in those wins is just an absolutely ridiculous number because it's not like the Packers have been known for this amazing defense during Aaron Rodgers' run. The defense has been pretty inconsistent, so you would think there wouldn't be as many possessions for them to even have the ball. They'd have to be really, really aggressive to get 29.9 points in the snark. That's incredible. That makes me 
think the Packers could really get this over a touchdown and be comfortable with it and then still continue to score even if it's a close game going into the fourth quarter. They're not just going to sit on the ball. They're chucking it deep still to Marquez Valdez-Gantling. <laughs> now, the way for the Rams to have any chance of winning this game is going to be on the ground. It is going to take a huge effort by Cam Akers for the Rams to have any chance here. The Packers' run defense has not been great this season. They've allowed 112.8 rush yards per game and 24.8 rushes per game. So they have definitely allowed teams to run against them. Cam Akers has been on fire over the last five weeks. In those last five games, he's gone over his rushing attempt number, which is 17.5 today, four out of five of those times. So Akers is definitely the lead guy, and he's going to be the guy that is going to be pounding that rock for the Rams this week. The only reason I worry about Cam Akers is that the Packers could get up early and it's just hard for him to end up reaching his number. If you're down by 10 points in the fourth quarter, there's not going to really be as many attempts. Although with golf and his injured thumb plus the weather, it's possible even down 14 that they're just like, hey, rushing the ball is the best avenue we have. I don't know if I can actually get to the combined as it's a bit high at 94 and a half and golf could be so in, in, inaccurate and such on so much under pressure that he doesn't even complete balls to cam makers. So I would hit a little bit of that over as far as the rushing, but I'm probably going to stay away from the total uh, all the way up at 94 and a half. Aaron Jones, on the other hand, eight ninety six and a half is a little bit better for me, but I probably still can't get to the window on it. Absolutely. So the run game, obviously, for the Packers side is going to be very difficult. The Rams have been stout as anything against the run this season, and I can't see that changing this week. Obviously, the Packers have always been a team this season that throws the ball first and then uses the run game in the second half to close you out. So I can definitely see that happening again. They come out, throw, 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 get a lead, and then just run the ball the rest of the way through. Exactly. I think that's a good point about the difference between last year's team and this year's team. Packers can run the ball in the second half a little bit better. I do worry about them against this Rams front that is just so dangerous and really a driver of, I think, a lot of their defensive success. One of the key matchups is going to be, can Aaron Rodgers get away from Aaron Donald enough to still be able to put some zip on these throws? And then Devontae Adams is going to, I think, toast Jalen Ramsey this week. Jalen Ramsey's been playing all of his life in the South in the warm, does good with route recognition. Doesn't matter if Devontae Adams doesn't care which route he runs, he's going to get open anyway. Yeah, so Aaron Donald has been the leader of this defense for years. He's the leader of defense in the NFL. He is banged up. He has that rib injury. He took a whack last week. His teammates were heard saying they've never seen Donald wince in pain like that before. 
obviously Donald is going to play, but he's still going to be banged up. He's going to be injured. He's a true professional who will play through it. But I can't help but think that this is going to hamper him a wee bit. He's not going to be able to get those big swim moves and those big power moves that he can usually get when plowing through the middle of the offensive line. So I am a wee bit worried for Aaron Donald this week. I just can't see him having that same impact on the game as he has when he's fully healthy. That swim move is just hard if you've got injured ribs because you're just going to get a shot right to the chest. Part of how you try to keep linemen's hands down is if they're going to rush the quarterback and do that hands up on the short pass thing or do a swim move, you just give them a nice little shot to the stomach or to the chest, and they don't want to get their hands up again. They want to try to protect their body. Uh, that's you know not elite linemen anyway. So going to be hard yeah, doing those swim moves that he's so good at. The power, I think, the adrenaline, he can still probably get through it with Corzon and all the rest of it. But I don't know about him rushing the passer. His run defense still should be on point. Absolutely. Now, I want to give you a couple of angles that I have here. So the first one is for the Packers. So teams that lost in the conference championship the previous year have gone 33 and 15 against the spread, 68.7% in their first playoff game the next year. If their opponent is off a double-digit win the previous week, like the Rams are, that team, the Packers, have gone 21 and 3 against the spread. That is very interesting and that spread is not too high if it was seven and a half I would be very very nervous about having to put money on the Rams because I thought it could be too high and there could be value but it's not it's under that key number so loving that touchdown and the Rams I just don't see how they can win unless Cam Akers goes for 160 180 do you Absolutely. really think he's going to go for 160, 180? I, I don't, don't really think he think... goes for 100. Yeah, exactly. So unless Rodgers is going to play so incredibly bad and it's going to be Jordan Love next year, the Packers are winning this game. Put in every multi. You could probably get $1.33, $1.35 here and there. It's going to be value. I don't know how hard you can go in the six and a half. The 45, completely stay away from it. So I have an angle for the Rams here. So playoff teams offer win as an underdog and then a dog again in the divisional round, 12 and 46, 20% straight up and only 22 and 36, 38% against the spread. That is rough. I love in all these stats, caveman. Really putting in the... In the Mahi, and I like that every single one of these stats is backing up my thoughts and my research. It's just hard to bet against an amazing defense in the playoffs. I just don't think this Rams defense is as good as past amazing playoff defenses like a lot of the Seahawks defenses of times past those Pittsburgh defenses, those New England defenses, it's not at that level. It's just one tier below. They just happen to be the best this year. 
it's not actually numbers wise, efficiency wise, one of those great defenses. Absolutely. Now, if we have a look into player props here, so for the Rams, I'm liking Cam Akers over 17 and a half rush attempts. He's gone over four of the last five matches. And if you were to look at a Cam Akers number, I know you said it is a wee bit high, but I would be playing the total of 94 and a half rush plus receiving yards or I would be playing his receiving yards number only at over 15 and a half. I'd be looking between those two there instead of just the rushing yards straight out because I do see him catching a few more passes. He's done really well in the passing game over the last four or five weeks. So I think he's gone over 20 yards four out of five times. He's definitely a guy that can get out wide. And if the Packers are ahead, then that passing game becomes more important, and especially with those dump-off passes. Agreed. It's just one of those things, if it was Wolford and he was healthy, I think that total is, like, best bet territory. Like, that's an amazing either total or probably more just that rushing. Golf is just so inaccurate, and that bad thumb – I worry that it's not going to matter how far away a dude is. He's still going to just chuck it into the ground or throw a duck and it gets intercepted or, or batted down. So I would say, yeah, more of that receiving than the total because he could go for 58 yards rushing and that, that just screws your receiving really, really hard. Absolutely. Now, the other Rams prop I have here is Jared Goff to throw an interception at $1.62. So we have Jared Goff, who has a broken thumb. He's got three pins in his thumb on his throwing hand. He's going into a game where it's going to be freezing. His He's not been able to practice fully with his receivers. His Chemistry with them is going to be a wee bit off. He has that zero touchdown to five interception rate in games in freezing temperatures. I just think anything over $1.50 here for Goff to throw an interception looks quite nice. That really does. I would like to, I haven't looked for it at all in the playoffs most of the time. You can get a little more creative on these prop bets. I would like to see Goff two or more turnovers what kind of value you could get on that, you know, fumbles or interceptions, all fine. Uh, as I think that thumb's going to affect him on handoffs, he might have to use the same hand both ways as, you know, really want to get that thumb hit again. There's also, I like, if you can find it, just total touches for cam makers. So rush attempts plus receptions, just so no matter what, you know he's going to be involved. It's somewhat frustrating when you know someone's going to be involved. This bit of the Alvin Kamara thing of he's going to get the touches. You just don't know in what way, in what order. So if you can find some touches, rush attempts, plus receptions, go for it. All right. Now for the Packers, I like Robert Tonyan this week. Over 32 and a half receiving yards. Robert Tonyan has been one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite receivers this season. He's gone career numbers and receiving, receptions, touchdowns, 
across the board. I think Tonyan to get over 32 and a half receiving yards against a Rams team that hasn't been great against tight ends this season could definitely be a good shout. I love it. He's really been coming on strong, uh, especially in the red zone. I do worry somewhat that compared to earlier in the year, he is getting a few less targets just because there's those additional guys around. But this being a bad weather game and him having that uh, year-long connection with Rodgers, I like it. I just can't love it. If this was the middle of the season, I'd be all over it. I also like Tanyan to score touchdown in this one, as I think it's going to be a Devontae Adams and Tanyan touchdown game, not as much MVS actually catching that 72-yard bomb. Probably going to drop one. Any uh, Packers props you like there, Seppo? MVS over yards. I love your uh, MVS bet. What was that for the uh, longest reception? Was it 14 and a half or 16? So MVS longest reception of the game over 15 and a half yards. He went over this number nine out of the 11 times that he caught a catch in a match. Now, obviously, there's 16 games in a season. Those other five games, yes, he was active. Yes, he still played between 60 and 70% of the snaps. And no, he did not make a catch because it is MVS and his hands are butter. The problem is not only that he didn't get a catch, but in one of those games, it was bad weather. There was snow. They didn't even target him. They basically just said, hey, bro, just run deep and maybe we'll throw it to you if there's no one within, like, 20 yards of you. But even then, if I chuck it high enough, you might just get nervous and drop it in the sun anyway. So it's going to be a nerve-wracking experience, but you know I love betting on bad players. So give me all of that. I'm not going to touch the actual total receptions. That is way too painful. It's two and a half right now, paying 235. Yeah, I, I can't that's do that. not great. <laughs> I don't see him catching three balls in snowy conditions. He wouldn't catch three balls normally if it was crystal clear in California. Jared Goff under 216 to, to bring back to the Rams for a second. I forgot about this one is good, but not great just because they could be down by so much Packers just in prevent and he gets it near the end. As far as Devontae Adams, I will let you take the floor on that one because I know you got some juicy ones on him. So Devontae Adams, I have what I think is my absolute best value play of the week. This is probably one of the best value prop bets we've seen. Well, apart from that, Derek Henry over way not enough yards in week 17. Did not care what that number was. That was going over 200 every day of the week. But we've got Devontae Adams to score the first touchdown of the game. And you're getting between $5.50 to $6.50, just depending on what book you're using. So since week seven, Adams has had a first half touchdown in eight out of his 11 games that he has played in. In six out of those games, he scored the first touchdown. 
So six out of 11 games, 54.5% of the time, he scored the first touchdown of the match. So you're getting an over 50% rate paying between 550 to 650. I think there's definitely some value with that. If you want to play it a little bit more conservative, you can go Devontae Adams just to get that first half touchdown. So eight out of 11 times, 72.7%. And you're getting between $2.75 to $4, depending on your book there. That $4 is just so nice. I really like the value if you're comparing $4 to $5.50 to $6.50, but down kind of past 330 I would say first off, touchdown score is more value. 330 to 270 is just not quite enough for me as I can't see the Rams scoring a touchdown too early. And you're only really worried about it being a Tanyan or uh, Aaron Jones touchdown before Devontae Adams gets in. As you said, the Packers are going to look for him. He's the best player on the team for me. So you're going to want to get him touches early. Now, one thing we're going to do here at the end of each episode this week, we're going to go through the spread, the total, and what we want our best bets for this particular game to be. So, Seppo, spread, six and a half. Minus six and a half, please. Like it, don't love it. I, too, will be on the minus six and a half on the Packers. Total, 45 and a half. I'm surprisingly going against what I thought it was going to be and not change my mind going under 45 and a half under. I too will be taking under the 45 and a half prop bet. I am going to go with MVS over 15 and a half longest reception. Nice. I'm going to give you two. I like the Devontae Adams first touchdown scorer, and I'll give you another bonus one here. Packers in the first half to score over 13 and a half points. So effectively to score two touchdowns in the first half of the game, the Packers scored the most points in the first half all season, and I think they just keep it rolling here. Well, that does it for another episode of the Bigger Pell Collective. Thank you for listening. We are, of course, brought to you in association with Black Swan Bets. Get on to BlackSwanBets.com to take advantage of their great tips and offers and, of course, all of our best bets. We hope you enjoyed our content. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our page so we can continue to bring you more amazing videos. Cheers, guys.